We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, he ain't got no Hall of Fame credential, no no Pro Bowls. What did you do, man? <laughs> what the, what? Yay, yay. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch, with my boy. A.K.A. Host T.O. You see this? <laughs> He's still trying to take my hey, job. Welcome to the Hatch and T.O. show. You dig? Oh, my God. You know what? That Ladies and gentlemen, just leave in the comments, because I know right now it's called the T.O. and Hatch show, right? But if you would like for Hatch's name to be first, which I know some of you... I'm Matter of fact, we got somebody right now that wants it to be the Hatch and T.O. show. And it's the guest oh. that we're about to have on the show. Spice Adams, what'd you say there, young fella? What'd you yeah, say, yeah. Chuck? What'd you say, Chuck? That's right, well, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Right. Yeah, coming up, we got say. Spice Adams. But you know what? He's going to be the first guest to intro himself on our show. How about that? There it is. <laughs> there it is. You heard, the, you heard the man, ladies and gentlemen. Anthony Spice Adams on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. Coming up, I'm your host, Hatch, with my boy. Hey, man. Hey, Spice, man. You, you see go. how he just be jumping on here uh, talking about he the host like this is his show? <laughs> Who name comes first? It's Hatch and T.O. show. It's Hatch and T.O. show. It's Hatch. This nigga <laughs> just jumps on the show talking about, oh, I'm the host and I got my boy. You like gosh dang right. Fiddle over here. You gonna be the you, today? You gonna be the third fiddle because we have more entertainment than you, right? We got Spice Adams on the show today, and he way more entertaining than you is. What's up, Spice? What it do? What's happening, man? What's going on, man? Oh, See, man. Here, man. What's up? What's up, Spice? I didn't hear your question though, man. What, what's happening? Man, nothing, man. I'm just out here trying to put some paint where it ain't, man. I'm staying out the way. Well, that's what you're not doing. You definitely ain't staying out the way, man. Hey, man, I, I, let's let's get right into it, man. So we'll get into all your other extracurricular stuff uh, in a few minutes. But I want to jump right into where we are as a country. We just had some some, some cheering. Some, I mean, this is this. Let me let me ask you. Do you think it was more of a celebration for John uh, for Joseph or Biden? and Biden, uh, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, or do you think it was more of a celebration for them removing that dude out of the White House? <laughs> that dude, four five. I don't know, maybe it was both. I, I, I don't know, I don't know how to classify it, man. But the thing is, he still had 70 some million vote for him. So, I mean, it, it could have went either way, to yeah. tell you the truth, but. Right, right, no doubt, no doubt. So yeah, we we don't get too political, but I just wanted to really kind of address that because that's where we are as a country. So, so, yeah. uh, number one, I want to congratulate uh, Joseph, President-elect, uh, President Joseph R. Biden and Madam Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Um, I, I ain't going to ask you who you voted for or whatever. I'm not going to put you on the spot. But the fact that, you know, we are where we are um, and, and, and where we're trying to move as a country, what do you think moving forward with these two being elected? Uh, what do you think the first order of business is uh, for these two to get us back to where we need to be? Well, right now, only thing that the, the depression issue right now is COVID-19. So I'm pretty sure they're going to try to do everything within their power to at least have the numbers come down, you know, as far as death and as far as getting treated and, you know, uh, everything else. I mean, they're inheriting uh, wild. I mean, that's 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 probably going to be first order of business for them, man. But 
I don't think they can do um, it's, it's it's gonna be tough, man, because it's like going into a house that you got to clean up and you don't know where to begin. <laughs> the whole know, place is a mess. <laughs> you don't know if you need to start on the on the dishes, if you need to start on the laundry, if you need to start on cleaning up the walls, like disinfecting everything. Like you don't know. Like it's it's so much to clean up, man. But right, right. I'm excited no. for some new blood to be in there, and I'm excited for a our first woman, a first black woman. Like you know, I think that's that's great for my daughters to see. I got three daughters, so mm, I think that's that's great for them to see, man. And I can't wait for them to, you know, start it up, man. It's it's, it's going to be great. Now you being from Detroit, Michigan, right? Michigan played a huge so I, part I'm in the fact that. Uh, giving some acknowledgement. Uh, yeah, being from uh, Detroit, right? That played a huge part in this election. Like, does that feel, you know, are you proud? Is it a proud moment to be from a state where kind of you guys were really like the, the trendsetters of changing, you know, this uh, pr- pretty much the trajectory of this election? Yeah, it made me feel good. It made me feel good that uh, we, we we wanted change. And mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to uh, to change something that's so deep-rooted. And it's, it's, it's a shame that, you know, uh, George Floyd and, you know, all the police brutality that has been going on, it's, it's a shame that it had to get to that point for people to see that we need some change. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, uh, it's, 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 been a, it's been a difficult time, man. 2020 has been a beast, man. Yeah. Been a beast. And, uh, but... I think uh, this change is going to be good. Good, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that that that, that Michigan is able to, to come through, especially Detroit, because mm-hmm. we're, we're we're a city that uh, you know a lot of hardworking people, a lot of blue collar people, and uh, it was good to see my my city representing like that. Nice, yeah. Let's go back into like said, uh, growing up in Detroit. You said, of course, you played you know played football, uh, played in the NFL for what, what eight years. Got your eight years. Was it eight? Nine. Okay. Nine years. Right. And from, of course, you know, the NFL is one thing, college is one thing, but like that high school experience, like when did you kind of know, like you were kind of geared towards going to the NFL? Was it always a dream? Was it always a goal? Or like I said, you just kind of kept getting better and bigger. No, I did you no. play football? I didn't know. You played football? <laughs> you played football, dog? You can't be a hater all your life, T. Come on now. I thought you were like a YouTube sensation, IG sensation. Exactly. That, that, that too. That's, that's why I make it so dope. Because people don't even know that I played. They like, oh, you the, you the dude off Instagram. Or you the dude off Facebook or whatever. Like People think when I put... Uh, a picture of with me in a Niner uniform and me in a Bear uniform that I photoshopped. That, yeah. Like, where'd you get that stuff? <laughs> yeah. I think that's dope that people even got to ask. Like, I wasn't no superstar or like that, but I got the job done. You know, you, it's only 32 teams. You know what I'm saying? So it's only 32 starters. I started a couple of years, so, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm doing my job out here, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't be T.O. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody don't want to be T.O. neither, so I ain't even trying to hear all that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but real talk, again, you were uh, the second-round pick, you know, coming out. So you wouldn't know just, right. you know, I said T was a third-round pick, I was a seventh-round pick, and we always kind of compare our journeys to, you know, big college football players going first and second round because that wasn't our and path. High school, I had no clue. Like, I didn't even want to play football. Like, my mom made me play. And I like that. I swear to you, I, I went to practice. Coach told me to line up at guard. I swear, I said point guard or shooting guard. Nah. I mean, about it. Only thing I knew is that I was coachable. Like if they told me to, to block somebody <laughs> or run through a brick wall, then I was gonna do that. And I was blocking to the to the echo of the whistle, not to the whistle, to the echo of the whistle. So I mean, yeah. I was my hard. And I just wanted to start and, you know, give my respect. And from that, I ended up getting a scholarship to go to Penn State. And mm-hmm. even when I went to Penn State, I wasn't like, oh, I'm about to go to the league. I was mm-hmm. just trying to start. I just wanted to compete. And then it got to a time, like, around my junior senior year, they was like, man, you might got a shot. So I was like, all right, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. I bet. <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Yeah, we we well, again, we we appreciate you coming on, and we want all of our listeners. Uh, I know I joke around a lot, and you know we we played a short stint there in uh, San Francisco, but I want all of our listeners, like as you just mentioned, uh, and you alluded to, you're not just a social media star. Um, you're just not a comedian. You're not someone that's with all this ball of energy that everybody gets to see on all these social media platforms. As Hatch said, you were drafted in the second round. So that's 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 a lot to be said for what you accomplished and who you are and what type of talent that you had. Because, again, I feel like anybody that was drafted in the first or second round, they were they were pretty legit. So. I don't want our listeners for by any means to get it twisted that I, yeah, I may joke just around. <laughs> we're just joking. But this guy right here, no, honestly, uh, you were the real deal. Uh, like I said, I didn't know that the comedian, I didn't know the, the personality that you are now. But uh, like I said, I, I enjoyed our years uh, in San Francisco. And then obviously you transitioned and went and played some, yeah, a few years there in, in Chicago. Uh, but man, um, you kind of... Uh, Kind of like me, in a sense, you really didn't have, I guess, any aspirations, uh, obviously, to play football. I think it, it just kind of found you or what have you. You said your mom kind of just, you know, pushed you uh, into playing sports or what have you. Um, what what advice would you give the kids um, for, like, again, that had kind of somewhat of the, I guess, I guess, same mindset or maybe not even mindset, but just had that uh, maybe that attitude of just, OK, I'm just going to play. Uh, I'm not going to play. I'm going to play something else, but I'm not really going to put all put my all into it. What would you give uh, the advice? Uh, give some advice to to a lot of kids that are that are out there. Yeah, I, I tell them the same thing I tell my son. You know, you you see the finished product on TV. Like you didn't just happen to play in the NFL or just happen to play in the NBA. They don't see the work. All they see is Steph Curry shooting from half court. They don't know that he shoot a thousand times a day. They don't know the amount of work that he's putting in the weight room. They don't know the amount of work that he's looking at film. They don't know that. They don't see that. The only thing they see is him shooting threes from half court. And so I tell my son, I say, look, grades and and, and ball, like they go together. They go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. It don't work like that. So I tell them, look, it's the same amount of dedication that you put into your sport, your respective sport, whatever it is you want to play, you got to put that same amount of time and energy into the books. Mm-hmm. And that right there, it'll get you out of a lot of trouble. Yep. It'll get Message. You out. Yeah, I try to tell them, hey, look, man. You, you want to make money. Yep. You want to make money playing these sports. And, and you got to be able to read the contract. You got to be able to read the playbook. You got mm-hmm. to. So why not learn now? And then mm-hmm. I, I tell them all the time, look, I know I'm your dad and I love you. But at the same time, like I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been where you trying to get. So I understand some of these things. And I know you, you figure like you can learn a lot on YouTube. <laughs> but take it for somebody who been there. Like he be listening to these guys that be in their little gamer chair, maybe mm-hmm. in their apartment and all that. I'd be like, son, listen, I've been in the NCAA. I've been a student athlete. I've been a professional football player. I know what I'm talking about, dude. Like this is the, the work that you got to put in. When I'm out in the garage and I'm boxing and I'm working out and all that type of stuff, I'm like, look. You probably you might want to try to do this with me. Yeah, do a little bit. Leave right. it. <laughs> you, about, you, I, you ain't just about to show up to the field and, and be the best thing since sliced bread. It don't work like that. You're gonna get folded up. How, like, how old right. is he? Christmas tree. How old is he now? He's 12. 12 right? and yeah, he's not he's not as big as I was when I was right. when I was 12. I was I've been that same size and height since I was 12. So <laughs> so let me uh so, Right, so let me uh, let me ask let me ask you and Hatch this, because we we've, we've had so many uh, guests on the show, and obviously we've had obviously we had some fathers, we've had some mothers on here, um, but but Hatch and, and 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 Anthony, why do you think it is, or what do you think it is that we have to continually and continuously tell young men become superstars by watching? highlights what do you think it is that and what do we need to do as men and, and former athletes 
to get it across to not just the, the, the not just the male athletes, but even some of the females. Mm-hmm. But it's more so we're speaking to the, the males because we feel like that's who we've got to us. Um, what is it that we what is it that you think that why we have to continue to tell these guys, look, I understand you have role models. And as Anthony said, we they see the finished product. What is it going to take for them to what is it going to take for them to get it to like go put in the work and don't think that, OK, there are some shortcuts to getting right. to the to, 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 to the professional ranks, if that's in the cards for you. And, mm-hmm. I, and I'm having a hard time, I guess, uh, trying to articulate it because I, I feel like every time we get on the show and we have guys, you know, that have played the game they're echoing they're saying the same thing is that okay Mm -hmm. guys you gotta work you're not gonna just they're they're working number and countless of hours they're doing it uh repetition after repetition in order to perfect something this is what you have to do there are so many examples um outside of us on their screen but you you, you've heard it from uh and has seen it from the michael jordan the kobe the lebrons the steph curry's these are people that again you see it in their in their in the finished product when you turn on the tv and they're performing at the highest level and they're doing it so effortless effortless that they think that okay i can just go practice maybe a couple of hours do mm-hmm. a few dribbles here and then it's just going to turn on for them yeah <laughs> yeah go ahead spice i'll go after you I, yeah all right i i think as a as a dad and i, I fall into this too that um I get I get to the point where like I show him and I tell him and I take him around people that are working and I and I and I take him up to the Bears facility like talk to this guy man talk to Khalil Mack he'll tell you how hard it is talk to you know Kyle Long or Kyle Fuller they'll tell you how hard it is and even then I don't think it's registering so I think it's just like anything else like you you need the repetition. But I think at the same time, like you just, you can't give up. The same, the same energy that it took for you to get to the NFL is the same energy that you have to pour into a young man. Like you gotta keep telling them, keep telling them. That's what I'm learning right now. And it's it's so frustrating because it's like, if I wanna show him like a drill or something like that, like I show him the drill and I'm going hard and I say, damn, I'm hitting the rip move, rip move, all that. And I'm like, dog, did you see that? He's like, yeah. So am I supposed to do this? I'm like, no, dog, you just do what I just right. did. Like, yeah, do it like I did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want him to be as passionate too, but it's just like, I guess I gotta have the patience and I get, I gotta keep repeating myself. Like we, we, we at the point now, where you tell somebody one time and that's it, and you got to get it done. Like he not at that, he not at that stage that he's twelve. Even when he's thirteen, I'm gonna have to keep repeating myself. Like, hey, son, this is what this is what it takes. Even all the way up to the point where he gets 17, 18. Maybe he'll get it then. Maybe he'll get it once he leaves. But I think I gotta I gotta be okay with being a broken record mm-hmm. and just keep repeating it. Like, dog, I'm trying to tell you. It's about grades and it's about ball. Like you can't have one without the other. I don't care how you slice it. I tell them all these stories all the time about all these great athletes that I was around that just did not have the grades. And that don't take no talent at all to take care of your business. That don't take no talent. It don't take no talent to to show up on time for class. And then now, like, you got a Zoom. Like, you're in a Zoom, bro. <laughs> home. Home on Zoom. Like, that's it. Like, how? How, how are you having to eat? Like, you on Zoom, dog. So, like, I'll be, man, I'll be on this dude so much, man. And then I got three other daughters, too, so I got to micromanage them. So, but I think you, you got to be okay with being a broken record. Mm-hmm. Right, and yeah. I and I included and I included you hatch because, like I said, we we've had a number of conversations. We've we've trained together. You've played the game, but now you you you're 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 at a stage where you're now you're coaching the game and you're mm-hmm. coaching these youngsters. So that's why I included you in this. So, me, what think your take is? Yeah. On, on what, what the kids? 
And then too, these, these kids, you gotta understand too, they didn't come up like me and you. Like they not from the hood. They from the suburbs, like they privileged. Like they got everything. My, my son got PlayStation, Xbox, arcade games. He got his own room, got his own bathroom, like mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Like we grew up, we know what government cheese tastes like. <laughs> yeah, I know I do. I don't know if that does, but I know I do. Hey, hey, y'all ate? <laughs> what you mean? Oh, y'all had actual food? Shoot. Sometimes you don't even have food. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's close to it. It's like a, a flat screen TV or something. Like, he wouldn't know. You don't know about bologna with the red strings, the red strip around it. So, like, these kids is privileged, man, and they don't understand, like, the struggle. They don't understand like what it's like to be in the hood. They don't under they man, if I heard some gunshots, like that would put me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this must be fireworks. Like, no, they're not fireworks. Like somebody's busting all like dog. You don't understand that life, bro. So like a lot of them they 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 privileged, man. And and I think it, it ties into really more than just being athletes you know i think if you're trying to be in the top one percent you have to have that mentality of of course professional athlete we know that's one percent right but again if you're trying to be the top of whatever you know lane that you want to be in from from lawyer doctor whatever you're gonna to have to put in a lot more work and again it's going to go back to who are those people telling you what to do during those four five maybe up to ten years like you said telling them over and over and over because they can hear it once or twice or 20 times, but they might not be at this, at the, their part of the, their life where they can apply it. They hear it, but they don't know how to apply it. So therefore they might not get it until the third or fourth or fifth year you've been talking to them, right? I, have, I had a kid I was coaching at Long Beach Poly, uh, Matt Corral, and I was just on them every day, right? Same thing, broken records, saying the same stuff. And I would always tell him, I go, you're going to hate me now, but you're going to love me later. And funny, like now he's in his third year. He's at Ole Miss, balling out of control, you know, might be a late runner for the Heisman this year. And he just texted me last week saying, thank you. I appreciate you for always being on me and saying all those things. And again, this was five years, four years ago. So, you know, you're not going to really see what you want to see when you're saying it. But again, over time, it's going to come into fruition. You might be around, you might not be around, but you have to believe that the stuff that you're feeding into these kids, that they're going to finally come around four or five, maybe 10 years later, and it's going to come into fruition. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. I've already, yeah, man. I, I, again, like I said, I just, uh, and I think, Spikes hit on it. Hit on it too is obviously we're there. These kids are growing up in different times where they have more access to a lot more things that obviously yeah. that that are grasping their attention than to actually want to go play football or go play right. basketball or baseball, um, go outside and play and things of that nature. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, giving that little bit of uh, sharing that little bit of information because, like I said, I've always wondered. You know, kind of like. What is it? What is it going to take? Because I'm the same way with my son. You know, I try to I try to give him information to share things with him based on my experiences. But he would he, he would rather talk to a guy like Hatch or some of my other friends or my brother and get information versus coming to somebody that has been there at every level. Which is which is well, which is well, I, but I, I know more than you, though. So, of course, he would want to come to me. <laughs> you know, I know more about the wide receiver position because I not only played it, right? I was more technical technical sound than you. That's just a fact. Well, but I'm well, going to leave not, that I'm there not, for debate, though. Well, I'm not <laughs> going to put my son on the spot, but I would think that my son is very, very smart and intelligent. <laughs> so he would know that I've accomplished more than you. So regardless, ah, yeah. Good point. Of, Good point. regardless <laughs> of what you may have said, Good point. he should know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, like I said, I pre both, appreciate both of you guys. Uh, but I want to, I, I also want to touch, touch a little bit more on what Spice said, because we all know, especially now at this age, right, we've, we've played and we've got to know a lot of our, um, you know, counterparts who have sons and they end up not becoming professional athletes. And people always ask me all the time, why don't, 
it's in their body, right? The blood type is in their body that they're athletic. And I go, but a lot of it has to do with, they just don't have that passion to get out of the situation that they're in because the situation that they're in is a beautiful situation. When we were growing up, I was dying to get out of the situation I was in. I was like, I'm going to die or or, or I'm going to die here. I got to get out. And so my only choice was to get out. But when you when you have, you know, access and money and the, the kids get to see so much, they're not dying to get out of that situation. So that if you're going to have to dig a little bit deeper to really go up against that kid who is still starving, um, you know, in Miami or in Detroit or in Baltimore, because it's their first time going through it. So, again, right. that's kind of that's a big that's a thing right there. I don't know if it's ever going to come into fruition. We can see a kid, you know, in one lane. We should do a documentary on this, actually. Just have one lane where the kid has everything and see, you know, all the training, you know, a parent who played in the league and then have this kid over here who's, you know, has nothing, nothing, nothing yeah. right? <laughs> basically nothing, basically nothing. Yeah. Right. And then, right. Brent, we had this thing, too, called the library. <laughs> physically had to go there to get information. Yes. Oh yeah, no they doubt. Google or they just tag Siri. Tag Siri. Every, everything, <laughs> everything is <laughs> no, everything is at their fingertips. Even video games, information, any and yes. everything. There is literally at their fingertips. But yeah, I want to just uh, thank Spice for coming on and and sharing all this knowledge. Uh, we want to get into some uh, really kind of some of your collegiate aspirations and, and accomplishments. We know you played at Penn State from 99 to 2002 under the legendary Joe, Joe Paterno. Paterno. Uh, Paterno, yeah. How did you end up at Penn State and what was it like playing for the legendary Joe Pa? I went to Penn State to a football camp because they were recruiting uh, upperclassmen of mine. And I knew, like, in order to get, like, the respect from him, I was like, man, I, I probably should go to this camp because he, he he asked me if I wanted to go. And I was still, like, 15, 16 or something at the time. So I asked my mom, I said, Ma, can I go to this football camp? My guy, captain of the team, asked if I wanted to go. So <laughs> mom was like, Digging in the couch, looking for the loose chains and all that shit. Like, yeah, you can go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that joint was like three hundred dollars or something back then. Yeah. So, yeah, man, she she gave me the duckets, man. And I went, and when I went to the camp, dude, like they were telling me to do stuff half speed. Man, I was going full bore on yeah. everything, like yeah. just yeah. gone. And by the time the camp was over, they had offered me a scholarship. Mm. And what, like, dude? I'm telling you. I knew nothing about nothing. Like, I'm, I'm going into the 10th grade. Like, I don't, all I know is that I'm coachable, I'm hungry, and I want to work. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. Like, I barely slept. Like, every every drill they wanted me to, like, uh, get do an example for, like, I was up. I was first at to every station. I stayed yes. after extra work, like, yep. every day. And by the time camp was over, they had offered me a scholarship. And I was like, Okay, they was like, you want to go meet Coach Paterno? I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> like this old, wow. this old guy, right? <laughs> my guy? Yeah, I'll meet y'all guy. Whatever, yeah, you know, okay, whatever. whatever. I so what, so, so, what, so, so what was so intriguing and what, what surprised you most about Joe Paterno when you met him? We talked every time I'm in his office, which was a lot. Back when I was at college, uh, <laughs> every time I was in his office, we never talked about football. Mm-hmm. And I was in that man's office more times than I needed to be. And he always talked about grades. He always talked about my family. He always talked about me being respected. And it was just something different about him, man, just the way he carried himself and the way that he taught us how to be young men. Like mm-hmm. it was always lessons about life. It was, had, it was nothing about running the best route or getting the sack or getting in, like nothing. It was all about football. He always should say, a man with no watch doesn't respect time. We always had to be punctual. We couldn't mm-hmm. have no chin hair, couldn't have no earrings, hats off in the building, no sagging pants, like none of that wow. type. He was getting us ready. For the real world, like for you life, can see yeah. 
and, and go and, and work corporately somewhere. Like he was he was about his business, dude. And he was nice. us to be young men, which is what I respected the most about. So wow. you, you know, playing, uh, you're a comedian, you're a YouTuber, all that, right? You'd like to keep things funny and light. And you went to Penn State. So I would imagine the audience is going to say, is it too soon or are you ever going to do a sketch regarding Penn State and the scandal? Oh, no. Bro. You, you, you would not touch that. Is, is that something you like because of Penn State or because of, you know, no. the, because it's like I got kids. Okay. Yeah. Think about like the kids that had to go through that, like all of the victims and stuff. Yeah. Like you can't make light of that situation. Like it's just right. it's, it's it's too much. Like it's it's a time and a place for jokes. Right. And that's not a to y'all, that's that's close to the heart. I mean, a lot of people are gifted in their joke telling and their sketches and stuff like that. But I, I, I don't think that's something that needs to be like joked around. With. Right. So when they do something like, let's say, on Saturday Night Live, when they do a sketch or something like that, you know, do you laugh at that or do you still like, hey, y'all shouldn't be y'all shouldn't be touching that? I think everybody can do whatever they want to do. Right. But you gotcha. <clears throat> You know, it, it, it is what it is, man. But I just think like, I always think about my kids. That's why mm -hmm. if you go to my page, you don't see any profanity or anything like that. Like anything nice. I post on my page, you can turn it up on 10, it's office friendly. Nice. So like, you know, I'm, I deal with a lot of different brands, and a lot of kids that follow me. Like a lot of, of uh, my son's uh, friends, he's in the seventh grade, like they follow me on Instagram. They, mm. they follow me on Twitter and all that other type of stuff. So I'm real mindful of things I do and say on my page. Nice, nice. Now, do you also do stand-up comedy? Have you tried like to get on stage and do stand-up comedy? I did it one time in Chicago at the Laugh Factory. How, how, how'd it go? I don't really think you're that funny, to be honest. So. <laughs> I don't, I'm going I'm, to I'm just say right now. You know, I don't, I mean, he, I don't, he is the guest, T. Golly, I'm he's laughing, dude. No, nah, you know. <laughs> hey. You won't, you won't be the first, you won't be the last, man. I got, <laughs> got so many haters in the comments, man. There you go. That means you're doing something. You ain't got haters, you ain't doing nothing, right? You know what, it, what it is, T. Like, people... <laughs> Remember Skip used to be he used to cover San Francisco sports. You know how many times he used to dog you? Oh my god, he that's where it all started. Still to this day, actually. Like that's 20 that's, 25 years strong. Bro, that's <laughs> where it all started. This he's dude dog you. he's a dog BY. He dogged all of us, man. But that's that's it is what it is. You always want to have a hater, always. Right, no doubt, and I'm one of them right now. You, I don't know about your stand-up comedy. You're gonna have to really, <laughs> hey, hey, you just let me know when you, when the next show is your next uh, stand-up uh, show is because I want to be in attendance. <laughs> are you are you gonna do another one? You go you gonna try to get on stage again, or that's something you kind of go like leave it to like the comedians? That's a whole different type man, of craft. I'm more of a sit down comedian, man. I don't like yeah. stand up, bro. Like they they don't have that. They don't have that. <laughs> you can't you can't you get try, a chair on stage. You can't do man, that. You can't. <laughs> well, maybe you can try to create that, but it's called stand up comedian. Ain't no sit down comedians. Be the first one, Spice. Be the first one. I need to know if you got that. I need to know if you got that 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 content. You know what I mean? To make it make my cheeks hurt, the back of my head hurt, that I'm laughing so hard and my stitches and and I'm about to bust some stitches. That's what I need to hear. If I if, if I really wanted to do it, I could do it. Okay. It's, it's just like every I found out, man. Everything is just like what we retired from. All you need is the rest. It's gonna, be, it's gonna yep. be some games you just don't get it. <laughs> right. It's gonna be some games that you can't win. It's gonna be some games you be like, dang, that move worked. And it's gonna be some games where you, you just kind of teeter totter, and it's gonna be some games where you just don't got it, and you just gotta accept it and, and learn from it. You can you either win or you learn. And yeah. when you go to like, I might have to do a juke joint in Alabama somewhere. They might not yeah. know about Chicago Bear football. So I can't use that joke. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. 
<laughs> I guess I can't talk about that. I can't. I can only talk about things. I may have to talk about something that only people in Alabama can talk about. You know, right, like let's right, talk right. about some some uh, some greens or some some yams or like yeah. some sweet pie. Like let let's kick it off right there and see. Right. I gotta read the room. Right. Read the right, room. Right. Right. Oh, maybe this joke may not work. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say any. I shouldn't say anything about Auburn or something like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be able to read the room. It's a lot that go to it, man. But I, I'm gonna stick to sketches right about now. Have you? Did okay. you ever say something like hilariously funny during the game or to another player during the game? You're like, that's kind of funny. You know what I'm saying? Or you kind of didn't talk during the game. All the time, man. You really? You know what you might say? How how you feeling? <laughs> Like, you know, if, if you, like, winning by a couple touchdowns or you losing, just like, you know, when y'all was losing to the Giants. And uh, oh. I was like, look at the scoreboard. Look at the scoreboard. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's a lot of different stuff that go hatch, as you know, man. Like, you know, you was out there with the Jets, man. So it's yeah, – yeah. it get crazy, man, especially up under that pile, man. Yeah. Yeah. But – Speak. Speaking of speaking of Strahan, this great segue. Speaking of Strahan, Strahan told you that he thought that you were funny enough to be on TV. So did you actually <laughs> believe that? And then when was it that you actually believed that you could actually do it? And then you know make that transition from you know yeah. When did you just go from that transition? Okay, I'm I'm a former athlete now. I want to go do this. Somebody that I know that has transitioned from sports now he's into uh, mainstream media uh, with Good Morning America and 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 Michael Strahan. What was it about what he told you, and did that really? What did that inspire you to do what you're doing now? I met Strahan when I was still playing at a, a Motorola event, and when he told me that. I was still playing football, so like I didn't understand like where that came from. Like what I could be on TV, like <laughs> like right. I didn't understand it. He saw something that obviously I didn't see, or like I wasn't pursuing at the time. And I was just like, man, that was weird that he would say that to me. Like, I'm a nose guard. Like <laughs> you know, one of those guys on TV, bro. Like, but, man, so. When he said that, I was like, man, I wonder what he's talking about. And then, like, once I got released, and then the, the Bears had approached me about doing the show that I do here locally, I was like, man, maybe maybe this is it. Maybe this is it, man. And, you know, the advice he gave me was kind of like, create your own lane. Like, you know, everybody got their own lane. But he was like, you know, people like me and you, we just have to create our you know, like we gotta right. we gotta find a way to showcase our talents, whether that's hosting events or whether that's hosting TV shows and um you know acting, whatever the case may be. And uh, you know, he just had some some great advice for me, man. And uh I appreciate him for that because he didn't have to say nothing to me. And I, I appreciate True. him. What what is what is the top of the mountain for you like in the in this business again? Like I said, T been out here going on auditions, trying to be a porn star. Um, I've I've been, you know I've produced films here and there. So, but like so for you, is it going to be like starring in you know Black Panther two or Superman, or do you just want to you know do some TV things here and there? Like what's the what's first, the top first of all? Listen, no, we're not talking to you right. Not talking to you. Listen, no. First of all, <laughs> don't disrespect this man like that. Listen at the characters that you mentioned. Black Panther and Superman. Only I am the one on this screen that has a body like both of those guys. What? Oh. This guy right here. This guy oh, right here. He coming out of his shirt, ladies. Stop the presses. Stop hey. the presses. Hey. My man came out of his shirt. For y'all who can't see it, thank hey. you, Jesus. Hey, <laughs> hey, man, you Flex on the spice. Flex on the spice. What, what you say, T? You look hey, like, uh, you, you look like Dwayne Johnson, little kid. Why you look like the Rock's little kid? <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. if y'all, hey, for y'all that's listening right now, you yeah. definitely got to tune in to the YouTube channel. Spice done you, came out of his shirt. Oh, he done came out of his shirt, people. <laughs> Please go to my YouTube channel after this for this episode. It's YouTube.com slash Terrell Lawrence. Cream E. Bigum just came out of his shirt, ladies and gentlemen. And I, and I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, you have never, ever seen before someone 
else come out of their shirt before T.O. Right, that's right. never happened. That's never happened in the world. T is always oh the God. first out of his shirt. But today, I, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Spice beat him believe, to the punch. I, I can't believe my eyes. Cream <laughs> eat Biggums. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, hey, ladies, please, please go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tara Lawrence. Please have your popcorn ready because And your sunglasses on. What? <laughs> Anthony Spice Adams, a.k.a. Cream E. Biggum, has Biggums. come out of his shirt. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we done seen uh, it all. We done seen it all. God, this oh. is crazy. Boy, you got me. Oh, you got my head. That's hey, funny. You Your might head be hot. a good sit. Oh, my God. He might be right. He might be on to something. He might be a sit-down comedian because this dude got my teeth hurting right now. He got the back of my head aching. Oh, man. But, hey, man, just let's uh, let's let's pick up where Hat said, man, what he talked about, man. What, yeah, what do you think? What's the, what's the top of the mountain for you? Like I said, you've done so much. Obviously, you've accomplished a lot on the field. What, what would be the... I guess your greatest accomplishment, if you could do it, if anything, um, in this space that you're in right now? Um, you know what? I don't, the thing is, I don't know like what's going to be next, but I, I know I'm going to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as, as long as I'm doing some form of entertainment, like I'm good. Like that's, that's, that's part of my wheelhouse. Like I've been, entertaining people since I was a young boy, man. You know, like being the only child, I always found myself trying to like get people to come back over to the house, whether that was cracking jokes, whether that was roasting, <laughs> that I was like me just being silly. Like I always wanted to do something. So everybody would be like, oh, let's go back over to Spice House, man. You never know what he gonna do next, man. Yeah, so then right. I had football, football is for me entertainment. So when I was done with that, then I gravitated towards social media. Then I started hosting. Then I started doing, then I was on Ballers. And like all these opportunities kept coming up, man. And, uh, but I, I know one thing's for certain, man, that if it's anything involving entertainment, I want to be part of it, man. So, you know, whatever whatever that is. But I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm going to put you on the spot then, right? I'm, you, get to, you, you get to produce uh, one segment on Saturday Night Live. And the segment has to be one of T.O.'s characters throughout his career. What segment would it be? Would it be the Tony Romo interview? Would it be the cheerleading popcorn thing? What What would it be? Give me a, something from one of T.O.'s interviews or celebrations. Touchdown celebrations. Something. Or what you, or what you You're the producer of the me. Oh man, I, it's it's so much ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> so much ammunition. It could it could be one of Tio's parties. He used to invite us to. There you go. It could it could be anything. It is, man, it could be a digital short. It could be something that we can do live improv. It could okay. be. In the in the uh, driveway. The driveway with the, the yeah the sit up joint. I'm your oh, look at me. I can do sit-ups. <laughs> That's okay. That's what I said. So you said you said that the sit-ups he did, he should have picked something like a lot more to, to show your strength. Don't do sit-ups. Everybody can do sit-ups. Like, why, why he ain't like get on a squat rack? Do some right. Work. And do and put like, you know, like 425 on the squat rack and be like, ah. Oh, look at me. I have an app machine and I'm gonna do fresh. Oh. All right, first of all, first of all, that's that's uh why you I, sound I, like that. To, I, I don't know. I'm not I, I don't know why he has the little squeaky voice. I don't know what that where that came from. Anyway, why I didn't get a I didn't bring a squat squat rack out to my driveway. Number one, I didn't have one, and then that would have required a lot of production for me to be doing all that. It was you know a lot I mean? of production. It was you had 25 I, I, cameras. Hey, I am production. That's what I do. I produce cameras. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. cameras. I called them there. How did they get there? And they just popped up at T.O.'s house. T.O. called them. T.O. called them. Okay. So, T.O., you, you called the media there? Nobody knew that. I'm, I'm, I'm done with you. I'm done with you, too. Hey, we, we, we want to thank uh, uh, no, Spice no, Adams no, for being on the show. No, uh, no, we ain't done. We, we, so, we appreciate listen, you. We appreciate you no. uh, coming on the show, man. Thank you. Uh, everybody. Oh, so, so, so Spice, 
Spice, let's let's tell let the audience hey, before know. You, hey, before hey, before you go, man, tell everybody what your uh, your social media, where they can find you. Uh, hey, what Spice, you got don't going listen on to before T. We, <laughs> before Spice, we don't listen to T. So Spice, this is what you tell, right? So you you you've been in LA. So when celebrities show up to restaurants like Katana or Katsuya or something, you're oh, saying, man, ain't nobody oh, no, no, me, I'm talking to Spice. I'm talking. Man, to, so you Spice, you what you're telling me is. If the Kardashians show up, their PR people call ahead of time so the cameras come out and they get them walking in like they didn't know they were going to be here. So you're saying since T was in the driveway, somebody must have tipped them? Is that what you're trying to say, Spice? Yeah, it was an anonymous tip. <laughs> anonymous tip from a, a smell smelling. It, it, it was, yeah, it was from uh, Terry Owens. <laughs> 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 from t- a 404 number, Terry Owens. This from Terrell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate all our fans listening. We want to thank Spice Adam for being on the show today. Um, uh, where, where, where can all our listeners and followers find you? Uh, let us know what your YouTube channel is before you before you uh, get away. Uh, you let us know where. Age left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let everybody know where they can find you. I know your Instagram is Spice Adams. That's S P I C E Adams A D A M S. Where else can we find you? YouTube channel, they all the others. Everything that they want to know on TerrellOwens.com. You're going to put it in. That's one of, my, <laughs> one of my biggest fans. Anything you want to know about me, you can find on TerrellOwens.com. Go to YouTube.com slash TerrellOwens. Everything is on there. He's going to have it in his bio. That's my guy. That's my guy since 2003. 17 oh, hey. years. That's hey, funny. that's what everybody don't know, man. I'm glad you mentioned, too, because... Uh, yeah, I didn't know you had, had graced one of my parties. You know, I did. I was one of those guys, man. I'm like you, man. I, I I never had a chance to do it growing up. You know, like you said, you you. I wasn't the only child, but I never had a chance to have people to come over because my grandmother was strict. She wasn't having nobody over to the house. We mm. weren't having no friends, no sleepovers, no none of that. None so when I that. got into the when I got into the league. It was just something about me that I wanted to entertain. So that's what share. I did. I you wanted to share your I, success. I, exactly, man. I want. I I love having get together, entertaining, having parties. So yeah, man. I appreciate you letting people know because a lot of people think that, man. They think that I'm an asshole. You know what I mean? They really. Well, think hey, no, that no, I'm no. Just, the people who didn't no. get invited thought you were an asshole. Yes. Well, well you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad this came up, and I, I do I do want to talk about it too because. T.O. was a great teammate, dog. Like, the, the media portrayed him to be out, like, to, to this monster. And I'm not just saying that because he's here. Mm-hmm. But T.O., like, my my rookie year, like, T.O., like, talked to my mom on the phone. Like, we playing wow. ping pong. Like, everything, dog. Like, he was cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he didn't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. This dude one of the top guys in the league. Like he could, he could have very much just been off to his own. Like you know, wide receivers, he could have went to their meetings and kicked it with the wide receivers of the offense. Like he didn't have to talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Like we we had a lot of conversations, and I'm I'm risky. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm green. Like I don't know none of this type of stuff that go on in the league, man. And you know, he used to holler at me, man. He used to invite me to all this party. I wanted to party too, but I would go. Like he invited me. Like yeah, I'm gonna go. You know what I'm saying? Like he was cool, man. Cool people. That's awesome. And it, and it's yeah. even better that you remember that 20 years later. You know, that's when it's real. That's when you know it's real. You know. Yeah, I, pre- I, pre- I appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that, dog. That's real talk, man. Good luck. Already. Let's edit that part out. This is true. Hey, right. But I mean, that's uh, again, uh, you mentioned the guy earlier that followed the started out following following. Uh, the, the 49ers, he was started out as a beat writer in San Francisco and Skip Bayless. And again, like I said, he just kind of turned the tide, turned the table. He just hate on all of us, bro. Yeah, but it got bad. It got you know, bad with me. It was just, yeah it, was, yeah, it was just something about me, I guess, that he saw and he thought that, okay, let me just go at this guy. And then it was just one thing after another. And then again, everybody just kind of jumped on his bandwagon. They thought whatever he said was gospel. And then it kind of just spread. So everybody, honestly, they thought that I was this guy. And obviously, like I said, I went from one team to another. So every time that I went to a team and anything happened, they basically go, oh, well, this okay. is remnants of what he basically did in San Francisco or the, or the previous team. But at the end of the day, like I said, I'm human. 
Um, I made mistakes, but everything wasn't my fault. So I was easily the scapegoat in some of those situations. Can we have a celebrity boxing match with you and Skip Bayless? Would you get in the ring with Skip? Oh, absolutely. I would <laughs> I go right. I don't even need no training. Yeah. I wouldn't even want no training. I think just my pure, just whatever inside We're going to have to me, put that together. I'm, I'm going to knock him out in like about two or three seconds. Say pure one more time. One more time. Pure. Pure D. Nigga, pure, pure D. P-E-U-R-E. Pure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pure, hey, pure D, dog. Uh, P-E-U-R-E-D. Pure D. Right. Boy, I'm talking about, man, I'm going to go Already. in there with pure D, just, just unadulterated, just uncensored strength. I ain't even going to need no training. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. No, Spice, though, we appreciate you taking the time, though, coming on, chopping up with us, dog, and say you keep doing your thing. I said we're seeing you on social media. I say keep, right. keep making people laugh. Keep 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 it light. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that's what that's what the world needs right now. We need a whole bunch more people having fun and laughing, man. Yes, sir, man. No problem, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, no sure. doubt, no doubt. And so you want to give out any of your uh, your social media handles or anything yeah, like that? This is the appropriate time. So now we're for real. <laughs> at, at, before you exit where can, stage, right. where people can find you, where people can find right. you at. I try to I try to keep everything consistent. Instagram, all social media at Spice Adams. Uh, for merch, you can go to shop.spiceadams.com. You can go to spiceadams.com for the website, everything. So you know, I try to keep everything consistent. There it is. There it is. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Anthony Spice Adams, nine-year ex-NFL veteran, now superstar comedian, YouTuber, IG, all that on your social media. Appreciate you, buddy. Love you, bro. Hey, man, appreciate y'all, dude. No doubt, no doubt. This is where, at the end of the show, we always have this segment. We call it our three and out segment, Mm -hmm. where we basically, you know, we go with our producer once the guest leaves, and then, but this guy, this guest doesn't want to leave. I don't know what he He loves the show, ladies and gentlemen. He loves the show so much (laughs) that he hasn't left. But this is the part of the show where we talk with the producers, and we kind of come up with, you know, three things that kind of stood out between me and Hatch, and even from the producers, um, that kind of stood out. And then we go one by one to three, and we kind of just you know let everybody know kind of what stood out, and then we let everybody know. But today we have in this thing because we're gonna have Spice Adams himself on the show, and we're gonna give our three, and then if he has anything to say about or you know any objections with what we have to come up, uh, what we come up with, then he's very well and uh, open to, 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 do, to do so or say so. So Hatch, what mm-hmm. is the first thing out of our three and out segment that kind of stood out in our conversation with our man that's sitting here live with us, uh, Spice <laughs> Adam? Uh, well, I think the first thing for me personally was the, uh, when he went to uh, the Penn State football camp as a sophomore in high school, um, how he right. said, again, everybody else, you know, the coach was like just saying, go half speed, go three, four, three quarter speed. And Absolutely. he went in that joint going 100 mile an hour, right? Hair on fire. And that ended up getting him his scholarship because he stood out. And I think that's a big thing, especially for kids listening. Like, hey, just when you go to camps, go to these camps and trying to show out in front of people, you go show out. You go 100 mile an hour. And that's how you're going to get your look. Yeah. And I, honestly, uh, to be to, to, to add some seriousness to this. I mean, I think that's very admirable. And I think for the listeners um, that are that are paying attention, to, especially a lot of the dads and moms, uncles and aunts, especially they come to us all the time. Like, OK, well, what can we do you know, for our kids, our nephews, whatever, uh, to get them to the next level or to enhance their their skill set? And I think what Spice did, I think with him sharing that, I think it showed it, it basically told me a lot about who he is now with what he started then because like you said you have coaches that go tell you to go go half speed or what have you usually you having coaches tell you go full speed, full speed. Here, <laughs> yeah yeah they telling this guy okay go half speed but he he's one of these guys he doesn't know how to turn that half yeah. half speed motor on or off he right. just turned that sucker full go all gas no brakes <laughs> man what and then i didn't know that you could offer a kid at least for me because like i said i wasn't as talented as he was at his position i didn't know you could offer a kid a scholarship yeah as early as 10th grade so that just yeah. tells you again if you go in with no expectations you go out there and just 
with with no inhibitions, what none whatsoever. You just go out there and, like you said, put the put the metal to the pedal and just perform. Then you have no idea who's watching you and who's who's really uh, gonna who you're gonna stand out in front of. And so to have a guy like him set this example, and for the parents that are out there listening, just have your kid push your kids to do any and everything, do it full speed, and do it to the best of your ability because. You may not think it's your best, but someone else that may be mm-hmm. watching you, they may think it's well worth it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He had no aspirations to getting the scholarship. None of that. Like, all I knew was that I was there to get better. I wanted to get better. I wanted to win a state championship. And I didn't want to waste my mama $300. <laughs> that was fast. Her money back. And, what, right. and I think before we get to our second one, uh, before we get to our second one, I think he said something uh, just then that really I think a lot of kids should should really adopt. It's just the fact that he said that he wasn't going there just to just just go there. He went there to get better. A lot of these kids, they just go to these camps, basketball, baseball or whatever. They just go just to be with their buddy. They go to the basketball camp. They just go and they like go to these camps. They get into groups or what have you. They, they're hanging out with their boys and they just laugh and kiki la la. They're not actually there to go and get better. I think that's something that really these kids need to really, really take take notice to what he just said. And yes. what I will emphasize or reiterate is that go to these camps to with a purpose. That's my thing. Go there with a purpose. Don't just go there just to have fun. Get out of the house. Go do something for a couple of weeks or a month or whenever, however long the camp is. Go get better. And then when the camp starts, don't just hang around your buddies. Separate, separate yourself. Because yeah, I know yeah, yeah. once you leave, once you leave those camps, you're going back to the dorm rooms. Y'all gonna have fun. Y'all gonna play all day, all night. But when you go to that court or that field or whatever the sport is, go there to get better. Go there with a purpose. There it is. All right. Well, so number two, I think, is the uh, the stray hand conversation. How right, right. You know, again, because nobody knows that moment where kind of the trajectory of you know your aspirations might change and who's planting that seed. But it seems like that seed right. was planted with that stray hand conversation. Right. It was stray hand might have been the whisperer, the the comedian whisperer, <laughs> like it, you know what I mean. So yeah. So that that was number two. And uh, what number three? Uh, I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, what resonated with me very, uh, I think, uh, a lot was that he said that any time that he went into Coach Joe Paterno's office, that they never really talked about football. They yeah. talked about life and things uh, uh, pertaining to what he was going to be doing outside and uh, outside of uh, Penn State and outside of football. Yeah, which is most important because, again, you know, we're only teaching the game of football through life, basically, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's a great uh, note, again, for the kids and for people listening. So yep, that's our three and out segment for Anthony Spice Adams, nine-year NFL vet, now turned comedian, actor, slash, what else, what else, what else are you, Spice? Give it to her. Give us all your, give us every, everything you think you are. I'm a yeah, plus, give us a plus size model. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And don't forget to subscribe on the Himalaya app wherever you get your podcast. Oh my God. Oh, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. He just took his shirt we got off again. My man Spice's oh. shirt is back off. This is what I'm going is going crazy. It's all crazy. It's Omega oh Sci-Fi uh, brand on the right on the right arm. We see it. I got kicked by the horse, uh, boys and girls. Hey, man, Very- we want to thank Spice Adams, man, for staying with us with our three and out. Staying late, turf with us with our on our three and out segment. First time oh, ever man. we've had a guy uh, have had a guy to stay guest to stay on. Uh, clearly, this guy has nothing to do. I think he's trying <laughs> to stay on, trying to sneak in and try to create some content from our show. Uh, very welcome. Long you just include us. But we Already. appreciate you sticking around. We appreciate you sticking around, man. Hey, yes, this long stream has been kicking my butt, man. Hey, <laughs> I'm not in a rush to get back to that, man. I'll tell you that. There What's that? Is. I said this long stream has been kicking my butt. I'm not in a rush to get back to that. Ooh. Man, yeah, I, 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 I can't say that I envy you, but uh, yeah, I, I, I know I, I haven't been able to experience that, but I know uh, the moms of my kids, they, they definitely have been feeling what you're feeling, um, and I can't, I can't imagine what it's like. But guess what? I'm sure now, just as you and some of these other uh, dads and moms that are 
particip participating in this homeschooling. I guarantee you, you guys have uh, much appreciation for the teachers and what they do. And I mm -hmm. guarantee you, whatever if whatever in your state, you should be pushing for these teachers to have a raise. There it is. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com